Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Welcome to another edition of, uh, of Knucklehead Podcast. We've got with us today a special guest. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to have uh, this guest on for a couple of reasons. Um, we got with us a, uh, an athlete. We got with us uh, a fitness model. We got uh, with us uh, uh, somebody who's who's taken it upon themselves to know the not just the human body, but how to heal it, uh, how to help people go from the inside out, understanding kind of a holistic approach to an overall better life. I'm excited to have a former uh, Navy service member. Um, I was in the I was in the Marine Corps, so I have this I have this endearment towards Navy Navy folks. Uh, but uh, Kate, Caitlin, Mil- uh, Caitlin Miller, and uh, I'm excited to have her on. So Caitlin, what is happening with you on Friday night? What are you up to? I am currently working on my business plan. <laughs> that's, that's about my Friday night plans. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we, um, we here at Knucklehead Podcast want to, first of all, uh, congratulate you. Um, you put it upon yourself to uh, be in a competition here recently. That's that's how we kind of came uh, to to really interact over the last few days. Uh, there was a a news story just to, for those of you who are listening to give you some backstory. Caitlin, um, uh, Caitlin and my wife kind of came into connection because of a a news story that came out uh, in San Diego just recently. Was it an NBC or ABC? Am I going to mess that up? Who 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 came and was it a local affiliate? Give yeah. Why don't you tell the story? I'll screw it up. <laughs> so it was. Uh... NBC actually. Um, okay. And they aired my story just this past Tuesday. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So um, whenever they, they aired your story for those of the, for those of those people who did not, uh, who did not get a chance to listen, tell us just a little synopsis of as to what your, your mission is. We don't want to dive into everything uh, tonight because I don't know if we'll have enough time to go all into it, but um, tell us a little bit about your story. Of course. So I am a veteran with PTSD from a sexual assault on that occurred on deployment. And I have over the five or so years that I've been in the health and fitness industry really figured out how to help myself without any medications. Actually, I'm not on medications anymore to manage the stress from this. And my mission is to actually, I want to open up a gym for people with PTSD to help bring that to them. I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach. So to bring that and to help people cope with things like this through health and fitness. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, It's awesome what you're doing. It's also very... <clears throat> that's a traumatic experience for, for anybody. Everybody has a, uh, that's, that deals with that particular issue. Uh, in my experience, there's a lot of, when I'm talking about issue, I'm talking about PTSD, living with the anxiety of reacting to things that aren't necessarily physically in front of you anymore. Your body goes through the, the, the biochemical reaction of, of go, just going through that entire uh, experience. It's a, uh, uh, people, you know, who go through it and they experience it in a bunch of different ways, car accidents or, um, you know, sports or physical abuse as a, as a child, or, you know, there's, there's a myriad of different examples, but 
what you decided to do was rather than it take ownership of you. And, and those of you who haven't watched the news story, you said something in there that was very impactful. You said that rather than, rather than uh, letting it have power over me, you decided to start lifting weights and working on you so you could have, you could be empowered. So you could be the one that was in the strength position there. And I thought that that was very, uh, it was very enlightening, but it was also very in, insightful um, how did you get to that point? I mean, how, that's, that's a, that's a very self-reflective, um, thing to be able to say on national television or at least local television. Anyway. You know, there's actually another component to it and it's a clip that actually didn't make it into the actual news segment. I wish they would have included it because it was essential for me. I sort of about a little over a year ago really had a realization that, I was, I was still on medications at that point, actually, and I really had a realization that I am not okay, and I need to be okay with seeking help and doing what it is that I need to do to work on myself inwardly, yep. and to using fitness as a coping mechanism. So instead of continuing to stay on medications, I actually checked in with a psychologist that I've been working with on a weekly basis for a little over a year now. And that taking, taking ownership over myself and the way I react to things was a crucial step for me. You first of all had to admit that there was something going on. Mm -hmm. That's the scary thing to do, uh, especially for somebody who's taught uh, that, uh, especially in our environment, that's, that's weakness. No, I don't have anything going on. Everything's fine. Exactly that um, thought process is why we started uh, Knucklehead Podcast. Uh, it runs rampant throughout the transition for folks who are in the military and really people who transition away from something other than their own internal work. When they attach themselves to something other than their intangible worth they, and they lose that, they almost lose, lose sight of who they are. And we, uh, we, we live in a society where there's messages all the time of got to be perfect. You got to make sure before you leave the house, you look perfect. And if you're on social media, you got the right angle for your selfie or whatever the case may be. And I was like, come on now, you don't have to participate in a world of filters. That stuff, all it does is facilitate this, this, this like emptiness. And I was like, you got to stop being beta. To me, what that meant was you got to take ownership or you got to, you got to own the screw-ups, the mistakes, you will fail. You will fall flat on your face. You will have technical difficulties when you try to go live. You know, it happens. Um, you, you will, whenever you're putting yourself out there, folks are just going to, first of all, even if you're doing it good, there's always going to be people that want to tear you down. There's always going to be people that will try to just make you feel like you're the scum of the earth and that you represent all the doubts that, you, that are going through your head, as opposed to, all the things that are empowering and special and unique to you and that courage that it takes to go out there and, and get some wins. That's why we have those hashtags, get some wins and don't be beta. You got to be alpha in your life. So um, good, congratulations to you. That's, that's exciting. And irregardless of how the contest played out, you still won because of, of not just the exposure, but the time, the energy, the, the preparation you went into it, but can you talk about the contest? Can you talk about like what took place and how everything went played out? So it was actually quite interesting. I threw my name into this back in June 
Okay. Really not expecting to even make it as far as I did, um, making it into not just the top 84, but the top 24 women in the world since I ended up taking second place. You know, that's an achievement that, honestly, I had no idea what I was getting into. So when I threw caution to the wind and just got into this, I built my following literally from the ground up. I started with about a thousand Facebook friends. And when I started this, I knew that I had to open up my, my network in sure. order to have the best chance possible. So I ended up capping myself out at 5,000. And now I have an additional thousand for like 6,000 followers that I built in a month. And then um, my Instagram, I increased my reach by about a thousand. So I just, you know, I threw caution to the winds and I just, I started going Facebook live every single day and talking about my story and it spread like wildfire and people that I don't even know were sharing my story and voting for me on a consistent basis every 24 hours. And it just, I'm just incredibly amazed by how far I made it into this. It's amazing how when you put yourself out there, um, I've always heard it said that when you put yourself out there, people will come out of the woodwork to, uh, to either come support you. The way that they said it before, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. But as you go back and you review your last six weeks, it's, it sounds like uh, that's exactly what took place. It took a lot of internal strength and courage and commitment to, to get through all the things that you've overcome, as a, not just as a woman, but as a, you know, a sexual assault survivor. And you decided to take, take the, the strength route um, and use that as an example to inspire somebody else who may be going through the exact same set of circumstances right now. Uh, that's inspiring. That's, in, that's incredible. Um, I have actually a couple questions for you, if it's okay. I, some, some people had sent uh, them to me. Is that right if I ask you now? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, and so one of them was, as a, uh, this is, I'm reading a question that came from somebody. So uh, it did not come from me. But as a woman in a high-stress, male-dominated environment, how did you navigate your way? When I say that, I'm talking about in the military. Oh, that is a wonderful question. So I, <laughs> I came to a division of 26 men, you guys, and I was deployed three months later with these guys after being a single child, an only child my entire life. And then all of a sudden I just inherited these, you know, 26 brothers. Um, you know, at first it was really a tense environment because I added a different dynamic to the division that the males weren't used to. And they challenged me. And to be honest with you, I had to work three times harder to earn their respect than another male would have had to coming into the division. And, but you know, that made me, that built me as a woman. And it, I'm very proud of that because I succeeded in it. And I had a very, very good career because those guys pushed me. They were a pain in the frickin' butt sometimes. And there were many moments that I honestly wanted to fight them and <laughs> would tell them to get away from me. But those guys were like my brothers and they may have picked on me, but it was a very brotherly way. So. So in a high stress environment, you, you adapt and overcome. I mean, it, you said it yourself. There's, there's a lot of folks uh, that would not have that intestinal fortitude. They would, they quite frankly, they would 
act their age or less than and be immature and start kicking and screaming. And I've, I've seen it. I've actually done it myself. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a kick in the pants when somebody <clears throat> who's, you know, for all, for, for all intents and purposes, um, who is not supposed to be, you know, leading and you kick and scream and you try to claw back into that leadership position. It's, it's, it's a maturation process. And sometimes people will watch you screw up. Um, case in point, I mean, when you're outside of the civil, in the civilian world now, like whenever you're, you're operating a meeting and somebody who's <clears throat> somebody who's not secure in their leadership position, you, you can see it and people can just watch them either lose control of the meeting or, or internally lose control and they start to lash out or they become overbearing and they, they just come over the top. It's ego runs rampant in male dominated communities. And I know it because I've got one. So I know how that works <laughs> and it's a hairy beast. It's not fun to deal with. I'll tell you that much. Absolutely. Um, uh, actually another question that came in, this was, I thought this was a good one. What, so why did you choose fitness? And then how did you feel about competing for, a magazine cover? Honestly, I chose fitness because when my PTSD was at its worst, um, okay, a little bit of history. I've been an athlete my entire life. Okay. Um, so that has a lot to do with the decision to choose fitness. I was always in sports and always in excellent shape. And then in 2000, what sport did you play? I'm sorry? What sport did you play? I was a competitive dancer my entire life. And I did, I also did cheerleading and volleyball and, um, track and field, but dance was really the sport that I was very consistent with. So, um, when my PTSD was at its worst about like six months after the sexual assault, I had gained 25 pounds. I was much heavier than I ever saw myself in my life. And at the time I was stationed in Bremerton, Washington, and there happened to be one day I walked into the gym, you know, just trying to get myself back into fitness because I finally looked in the mirror and said, oh my gosh, I have to make a change because I'm about to not be able to pass my way in anymore. It came that close. And I looked at this girl that walked past me and she looked amazing. And I ended up reaching out to her and she was incredibly kind. And she, it turned out that she was an NPC bikini competitor. So that day I actually went out and found a coach to hire for my first NPC show because I looked at that as being a former athlete, like having a goal to set yourself to is very important. And I always tell my clients this too, that having something to hold yourself accountable to, um, especially with like fitness and stuff is extreme an extremely effective way of making it work for you yeah. so yeah I, that's how i started and i haven't stopped since <laughs> isn't it amazing to watch your body transform um it, it's really just your mental decision i think it's amazing and i don't want to miss this this point this is an opportunity for for people who are listening and the people who aren't necessarily watching this live you started that by saying you made a decision so you decided to go to the gym. So many people think in their head, man, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to make a change. And they decide not to go to the gym, right? You made a decision, you decided to go to the gym. And so that physical, that, excuse me, that mental click that you had led to the physical transformation that you experienced uh, because you decided to continue to stay disciplined to that work habit. Uh, I don't want that point to get lost on folks. You decided to overcome a, 
uh, a dark, dark time with discipline and a decision, which is, I just, I, that's, that's incredible. Um, and I just, I think that people need to hear that message now more often than not, because a lot of times, you know, the easy way out is it's more convenient or, or it's easier to attract attention because you, you decide, eh, well, I, I don't necessarily want to commit to anything. Well, no, in fact, commitment, discipline, hard work, you know, all of the things that you just talked about, uh, that's exactly what, what allowed you to change your, or your circumstances. Absolutely. Can I ask you, uh, this is going to be one last question. I, I, and I just got to ask this. So, um, whenever you were at the, at that, that time of your life, whenever, um, for those, for those of us who have, uh, dealt with anxiety issues or mental health challenges or, or PTSD or, or whatever it's classified as it's very difficult. It's very difficult to, um, it's, it's not so much the, the inertia that you're fighting against, but how did you take it upon yourself to overcome that second day going to the gym or that, how did you not completely self-destruct during that six months before, <clears throat> before you decided to go start going to the gym? You know, a lot of it honestly had to do, do with a senior chief that I had just got to the command. Um, during that time, he, he got to the command right after um, I had tried to commit suicide. It was, it was pretty crazy, actually. The way he was introduced to me was very in a, under a very traumatic circumstance. And he didn't know exactly what I had been through. But instead of judging me for what was going on or asking questions and pressing me, that man gave me the space to become an awesome sailor. And he gave me the resources that it took. So that man showed me what it was to serve with somebody that would always respect me and never cross my boundaries. And because of him, my self-esteem started to increase. And you know, this is the message that I want to put out there for women. And yeah, I've been through some horrible things with men in the military, but there are also some amazing men out there that are great, great people, you know, and that man changed my perception. And as a result, it's, it's filled into every aspect of my life, including with fitness, because he started to, he, just by doing that for me and giving me that space to become the woman I was meant to be, I started gradually increasing my own faith in myself that this is, this was something that I could dig myself out of. And I just set it in my schedule every single day. I literally put it in my calendar as this is a two hour window. I am going to go to the gym and work on myself. And having the coach there also helped tremendously. So other people were there and they gave you room to grow. Mm -hmm. That's so many, so often you hear, Oh, it's because the, you know, you reach down and you, uh, you just overcame and that's not, that's not what took place. What took place is people gave you room and freedom to, to, um, uh, to grow. Absolutely. What, what would you, what would you tell somebody, um, if you had the opportunity to sit down and you're, you know, over a cup of coffee or uh, just across the table, if you were talking to somebody who was just getting out of the military or had overcome or who is experiencing some of the same things that you had to deal with, what would you tell them? 
you know, I would tell them to surround themselves with the people that they feel most comfortable talking to and being able to express themselves to, and also not to be afraid to take that step to seek out a psychologist. You know, like that was the greatest act of self-love that I have ever demonstrated towards myself. And now I look at it as a way of leveling up my life and business and health and everything else I'm trying to do because now it's not so much about the trauma anymore. It's about combating different fears that I have about putting myself out there as a public figure. Like one of the fears that I have about doing this is I might get some crazy stalkers, you know, and that's a reality that I have to, you know, ex like come to terms with doing something like this. And continuing to do that therapy has been incredibly helpful for me. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Something tells me though, that those guys in the military, that if you needed, if you actually needed some help too, I mean, there probably could be a couple guys who could help you out with that. If you had any challenges <laughs> dealing with those knuckleheads, yep. um, <laughs> so, yeah, something tells me you'd, you'd, you'd be able to defend yourself. Okay. Just put them in a guillotine. Right. Or I think, I think uh, Jocko's right up the street. He has a, he has a jujitsu academy that's not too far from there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I really appreciate um, the time that you took uh, to, to communicate with us. On Friday night, it's not an easy thing to do on Friday night. At the end of the work week, as a crazy a week as you've had, you stayed with us. And we appreciate you taking some time with us to, to talk about how, uh, how not to be beta. You decided to get some wins and set some goals. And, uh, and we don't use beta in a way that's meant to be anything other than to get people's attention, right? You've got to take ownership of the things that you're screwing up and the ways that, you know, the way that we do it is, is we have to admit that we need some help and, uh, and that's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to do. So I appreciate you. How can people find you? How can people support you? How can people, uh, get in touch with, uh, get in touch with you, follow you or support you? That's what I'm curious about. So you guys can find me, um, my public figure page on Facebook is Kate Miller. Okay. And then um, my Instagram handle is body by Caitlin. Your Instagram handle is body by Caitlin. Okay. All right. Now is that Caitlin like K-A-I-T, well, silent Z? Like what are we talking about? How do you spell <laughs> Caitlin? It's uh, Caitlin, K-A-T-E-L-Y-N. That's awesome. All right. So body by Caitlin on Instagram. And Caitlin Miller on as a did, it, did you say Kate or Caitlin Miller? See, I'm already screwing this up on Facebook. Kate, Kate. <laughs> it's a little bit of an alter identity because I plan on uh, I'm going to make my personal page private. So <laughs> good. Yep, I understand. You got a strategy behind you or strategy, as old George Dub would say, right? Yes. <laughs> um, that's awesome. All right. Well, we appreciate uh, we appreciate you guys. Listen, uh, yet another story of why it's important. Caitlin, we're glad that you're, you're with us. We're glad that whenever you decided to do um, what it is that you decided to do, that you were not successful and that you're, that you're still with us. And if there's anybody who's listening here, we've heard reports back from folks that, uh, that these types of stories can help somebody in their dark time. They can, they can be listening to this right now or they could be watching this and they, they could be deciding that this is it. Let me tell you, as somebody who's had those thoughts go through my head, I've got a beautiful wife, a beautiful family, and it's, it's one of the most difficult things to admit that you think that the best thing to do is to give it all up. It, no, it's one of the most selfish things that you can do. 
But at the same time, you need to understand that there's resources, there's folks, there's people, and we make ourselves available uh, to at least be communicated with. I don't, I'm not a professional. I don't necessarily know how to talk through all of this with somebody, but I guarantee you somebody needs to listen to you or somebody would be available to communicate with. So reach out to us. So get in touch with us and we'll try to get you some help. In the meantime, go out and get you some wins. Stop being beta about the process. You're gonna be, you're going to fail. Go out and screw it up. You will get better. Caitlin, thank you so much for your time today. And, uh, and we will chat with you soon. Everybody else on Facebook Live, go get something done. Get off Facebook. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all soon. 